Hello, everybody, and welcome to your Final Score podcast, where you listen to the final word on any and all debate in sports today. With you, as always, is your boy Wyatt and Matty P. Hey, we back. We back for the episode 50, the famed episode 50 that we promised would be on YouTube. It's not quite on YouTube. Hey, we're getting there, though. We're working on it. you got to trust the process. Shout out to Joe De Janeiro. <laughs> in the words of Joe, trust the process, baby. Trust, trust the process. Trust the process. we got to... All-NBA show today. We're trying to get this thing posted before NBA Finals Game 1 tonight on Thursday. Um, so if you guys get a chance to listen to this before the game, please catch it. If you don't, it's no problem. You can always catch it up after the game. It's a later game, too. So. It's a 9 o'clock game on ABC, so you can check us out afterwards and see what we had to say about the matchup if you don't have time. Uh, but it's All-NBA today. we got to talk about Eastern Conference Finals. Both me and Maddie P picked Milwaukee to beat Toronto. That did not happen. No. Uh, but before we dive into that, there's something that's on Matty P's mind, something that he's got to get off his chest. So I'm just going to leave the floor to Matty P to talk about what's on his mind. Go ahead. So I don't know if anybody watched the uh, interview, uh, the post-game interview with uh, Clay Thompson, or one of the practice interviews. Yeah, it was one of the practices. practices. Yeah. And they shared the news that he wasn't an all-NBA player and he didn't even make third team. Uh, Kimball Walker made it as a third team Russell Westbrook made second team. First team was James Harden. And I give credit for James Harden. He should deserve it. He's gonna probably win MVP. Um, but Russell Westbrook, second, he, he, he it's deservedly so. He averaged a triple-double um, this year. But Kimball Walker, you know, I understand that he had great stats. He averaged 25 points per game. He had well over six assist, or five to six assists. Um, and he, his rebounding was pretty good for a point guard as well, but he is the focal point of the offense, and Clay Thompson doesn't get any respect for it. Um, doesn't get, get respect like a point guard would get it. Um, Clay Thompson is a shooting guard. Obviously, the voters or those who have the criteria for the All Star or for the uh, All NBA team um, is kind of skewed. Like they all want to point to point guards. If you look at all six guards that were selected. There's a common theme. They were all point guards. So is the shooting guard, you know, irrelevant in, in these days? What do you think? I don't know if the shooting guard is irrelevant, but I understand what you're saying with the criteria for all NBA. We, we don't really know what it is. And it seems like the league is trying to pigeonhole what a guard is. They right. want their guards to be guys that are playmakers and guys that, like you said, are focal points of their offense that have high usage ratings. And, all six of those guards that were all NBA were point guards, were guys that were instrumenting or instrumental to their offense, guys who produced, guys who moved the ball. Um, and Clay Thompson is arguably at a disadvantage there because he doesn't get the assist numbers and he doesn't have the usage rating no. of a point guard. But that shouldn't diminish his who he is. Exactly. He is, I mean, if you're going to, like like you said, all NBA, you got six guards that are all point guards. So is it is it all point guards? Is right. it do we ha- should we have it to where it's all NBA point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center? Because those right. are the five positions based on position. Because we we emphasize positions, but then we come talk about the all NBA team, and it's literally six guards and that nine are all forwards. point guards, right? And and nine forwards. So it's like, okay, well, um, I know we, you want to talk about Rudy Gobert, you know. Like, Right. Rudy Gobert is a center that was the third All-NBA center who, when you go back and look at the, the players that didn't get it over Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis, obviously Anthony Davis didn't play as many games, right. um, but they had better offensive numbers, scoring, 
and then they had better rebounding. They were more efficient from the floor. They had more assists right. than Rudy Gobert. Go- Gobert had a better field goal percentage on all of them. Right. He, but, he only averaged nine shots a game. Exactly. And But he is a defensive guy. And if you're going to re- reward a defensive guy to be an all-NBA player, why wouldn't you do the same thing for Klay Thompson? Right. It's almost as if they, they're okay with the center being a defensive stud. Right. Like, they're okay with, okay, well, a center, th- their job more so is to protect the rim, and they're rewarding Gobert for being that because he's one of the best rim protectors in the league. But is he better statistically than a Carl Anthony Towns, who is right. arguably the number one option for Minnesota, yeah. and Anthony Davis is the number one option for New Orleans? It's There's, there's a clear distinction between those who are forward slash centers and those who are guards and what they – consider as the criteria for those prospective positions, you know? Right. If you're a guard, you got to use the ball the most. If you're, if you're a center, center you got to stay down low and block shots. It's like, right. okay, that doesn't make... I mean, then you look at Jokic, who was all everything. He he ran point, for God's sake, for some for some of those plays in Denver. So are you really rewarding the, the all, you know, NBA center, or are you rewarding the defensive center? Right. And my biggest question, going back to the Clay Thompson point, is... Name one shooting guard in the league you want more than Klay Thompson. He is the best player at his position across the league. There's no debate about it. You could put him on any team, and he would be the exact same player. Right. He would help that team in the exact same way. And he's obviously a system player in Golden State because he fits what they do. But you take him off, and you put him anywhere, and he is an effective player, as long as he's not being expected to use the ball because he's not a a point guard. I mean— you're, I think they're just diminishing the whole position of the shooting guard. Like there's, there's no point in him being a guy who can be effectively a All NBA t- guy if he doesn't handle the ball. Right. And if he doesn't handle the handle the ball, he therefore doesn't make thirty extra million dollars. Okay. Exactly. And he's and he said it perfectly at the end of the interview. He said, "I mean, I've been to five straight finals." We've been to five straight yeah. finals. You would think there's more All-NBA guys on the team if we go to five straight finals. And that's a perfect quote for Klay Thompson. I have tremendous respect for Klay Thompson. Sometimes he drives me nuts because he's on the Warriors, and I hate seeing the Warriors keep right. winning. But he is probably the purest player on that team as far as top to bottom. He's a great shooter, great defender, great rebounder. Great teammate in Great general. teammate, good passer when he needs to be. Right. He does not get the respect he deserves. i got to agree with you. However... If they're going off the criteria of the usage rating, Kimball Walker does not deserve to get snubbed after a fantastic season. Exactly. I think the crux of the issue is what you said. What is the criteria? What is considered a guard? Yeah. Is it just is it just anyone who plays point or shooting guard? If that's the case, then obviously the twos are at a huge disadvantage. Um, well, let's go ahead and move on to the to the number one topic today, which is Eastern Conference reactions. Uh, Eastern Conference final reactions. We obviously both picked Milwaukee. To beat Toronto, um, one thing that we both agreed on was we thought that the supporting cast for Milwaukee was going to show up better than the supporting cast of Toronto because coming into this series, they had, like, I think, five guys, other than Giannis, averaging 10 points a game. Yeah. Um, and Toronto arguably showed up more than Milwaukee did. Right. Chris Middleton was one of the guys on Milwaukee that didn't really show up in the series. Um, what do you think the – what do you think Milwaukee didn't do and Toronto did do to win the series? I think Toronto, you know, their role players better played better in those last four games. 
um, like you just alluded to. I mean, Brooke Lopez had to drop 29 to even win the first game for Milwaukee. Um, and it just it seemed like Milwaukee, they were competitive, but they just couldn't get over the hump. And Giannis didn't make enough plays to really get uh, overcome that Kawhi Leonard effect. I mean, you know, guys from Siakam, you know, Van Vliet had great games like here and there, and it just all culminated into, you know, f- four games in a row. And I, I applaud Toronto for doing that. Right. I think the turning point in the series was game three when Milwaukee, who is the inexperienced team that hasn't gotten this far in the playoffs yet, the younger team, they get into a double overtime game with Toronto. They're already up 2 nothing. That is the game they have to put their foot on their throat and end it. They've got to put them away. And by not doing that, losing a double overtime game is exhausting. It is. It kills a team because you play a whole extra half of a basketball game just to lose. Right. Um, and that's – I remember Portland and Denver had a game like that yeah. um, in, the, in the previous round that – it was just demoralizing right. for the team that loses. And Denver and, overcame that, and they still won, but which was amazing. Right. But they ended up losing the series. Right. And so it's, it's just... It adds to you. Like, look at the minutes that Jokic played. It was unbelievable. Right. It completely wears you out. And for a team like Toronto that just needed anything to spark themselves at home, they get the big win, and they ride that. And I think from... You look at the numbers from the free throw line, that's where Giannis, I think, struggled the most in this series after Game 3. The first game, he's averaging 75%. Or the first two games, he's shooting 75% from the free throw line, 18 of 24. Games three through six, shoots 17 of 36 at a 47.5% clip. So Awful. completely fell off. And I think his confidence got hurt after those first two games in Toronto. And he just really never got that, sh- that stroke back. He missed five free throws in three of the games individually. Um, it, it just... I, I think it, you also have to attribute like Toronto's success to the previous losses they've had right in, in in the playoffs. I mean they've definitely got you know embarrassed by the Cavs with LeBron, but for that GM to you know drop you know a Dwayne Casey their their coach of the year obviously of the NBA, bring in Nick Nurse or have Nick Nurse, and then to allow. You know, to make a gamble on Kawhi Leonard, yeah, to bring him up to Toronto for probably a one-year lease, maybe, and that takes some balls. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 if Toronto's franchise, they should be proud of what they're doing. Absolutely, and they, and they go grab Marcus Gasol right. at the trade deadline. And Kyle Lowry's playing. You know, Kyle, he's yeah. playing okay. <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, we'll see how he does in the finals. But that's, knock on that's wood. That's something to bring up later. Um, and I think you bring up a good point that. Toronto is the more experienced team as far as they're older, and they have a lot of guys that have been in deep playoff runs. Serge Ibaka was with the Thunder for years when they were in the playoffs. Marcus Gasol had some years in, in Memphis where he was in the postseason, right. never really had a lot of success, but he's a seasoned veteran, right. and Kawhi Leonard's obviously a, a Finals MVP. So in the moments where you need a big fourth quarter, yeah. those guys you can trust. Second-hand or second-chance points. You right, second-chance points. Balls. Loose balls, free throws, like those guys you just trust are going to make the right play. And Giannis, he, you know, he, he showed his youth a little bit. And I think a lot of people are banging on Giannis after the after the Eastern Conference Finals, saying, oh, they were too young to even be considered winning. And a lot of people picked Milwaukee to win the right, series. I know. 
Um, it's we an did. Easy, it's an easy way to cop out and say, oh, they just weren't ready. No, they were ready. These were close games. This series is closer than a lot of people understand. Just because they went on a four-game winning streak, people don't realize that this series was close, right. and it was the fourth quarters and the, the last. I mean, game six, they were up 15 points. Right. I mean, each each game was like decided but under like eight points, you know, and the both teams both had a blowout game, 125 to 103, 120 to 103. Like, it... They they split on that respect, so they it was an equal match team, but the most ex, more experienced team made it through. Yeah, dude, what do you, I mean, what a playoffs for Kawhi Leonard. I, it's amazing. I, is, I I love the guy. People have like I'm telling you, man. I people forgot about him. People forgot about him. Yeah, and I you know he he is he's unbelievable to watch. He's it's kind of like it's justice for him because a lot of people in the league. His former team sold him out and said, oh, he wasn't playing through an injury. He doesn't really want to be a spur. He's not being a good teammate. Right. When Kawhi's always been a good teammate. Oh, his all of his teammates, you see in uh, interviews all the time right. of how they love the guy. Like, even if they know that he's going to be there for one year, it, right. you know, he's still playing his heart out. I mean, it, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't even be in the situation they are. They, they would have lost to Philadelphia. It was, uh, I was driving home. Um, on the night of the uh, game six, and I'm trying to get there as fast as I can because I want to catch at least some of the game. I knew I was going to miss it being on the road, um, but I get there just in time for like the last maybe 30 seconds. So I see the last play uh, where Milwaukee was down three, trying to get a trap and a steal. It didn't work out. Toronto ends up winning, and then I got to see the confetti and the celebration. And they give him the trophy, and then Masai Ujiri comes out and he's he's talking about you know Kawhi is the best player in the league. That's why we got him. We want him to stay in Toronto. You know, Toronto deserves this. And the whole crowd just goes nuts. Jurassic Park goes nuts. It's a beautiful sight to see them give Kawhi what he deserves. Right. And that is a team and uh, a fan base that loves him. Uh, because he's, I mean, he's, he's one of the best players in the world. Do you think he has more of a chance to stay in Toronto now that he's in the finals? I mean, you can't take away a Game 7 buzzer beater, the only Game 7 buzzer beater right. in NBA history. You can't take away an Eastern Conference championship. The first time they're going to go to the finals in, right. in, in their franchise's history. First time the finals is being hosted in another country. Right. It's. I mean, it's. he's making history, mm-hmm. and, and history is what keeps people staying there together. Right. Stories keep people together and keep legacies going. Um, I think if he wins the finals in Toronto, it's very hard to walk away from that. Um, but I think he is. They have made a case that they can win in Toronto. Yeah. Because Masai Ujiri. They just needed that guy. Right. And Masai Ujiri. I mean, even after he got him, was still aggressive. Still goes and gets Gasol. Still moving pieces around right. at the trade Siakam. deadline. You know what I'm saying? He's being aggressive. They they recruit they recruit guys. They scout guys. They make trades. They're aggressive. It's it's not like he's going to Toronto and they're going to rest on their laurels and hope that he brings them a championship. Right. They're going to continually try and make him happy, which I, I mean that might resonate with a guy like Kawhi. Yeah, I mean to to get rid of Dwayne Casey and then for them to go back to the finals with Kawhi Leonard. I mean it's it's not what I mean. I at the beginning of the year I said Raptors in the finals and I not jokingly said that, but like. I was like, this is a good team, you and I, I don't, I don't, I don't see a team in the East really competing with them. But as the year progressed, I just love this story. I love Kawhi Leonard. I love how 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 he's doing it. You know, the drama that's part of it. So, 
We'll see how the let's we'll see how the finals go. It's something special. Those role players in Toronto, they are really playing hard for Kawhi. Like you can kind of see that, like he he's that quiet leader, man, and they know that he's the one carrying him. Right. But they they fight hard for him. It's funny how Kawhi, all right, Kyle Lowry was played kind of not really. He he kind of choked here and there in the playoffs, obviously, but with DeMar DeRozan because there wasn't that leader. There wasn't that accountability. There wasn't that, yeah. And now you have a guy that all the focus is on him and now the role players can be flourishing, can flourishing, can do what they want to do. And Kyle Lowry is part of that. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about NBA Finals Game 1 kicking off in uh, pretty soon. Kicking off tonight here Thursday at 9 o'clock on ABC. Stick around and we'll give you guys our final predictions. Stay tuned. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about where we're going before we get lost. Let me our thoughts. Can't get what we do without knowing. I've never felt like this before. I apologize if I'm moving too far. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Figure out where we're going. And welcome back to your Final Score podcast. And we uh, we talked about the Eastern Conference Finals and the reaction for Toronto advancing to their first NBA Finals in franchise history. But now, the big stage. Can they get over the hump and beat the defending NBA champions, Golden State Warriors? Matty P, what is your gut instinct on how this Finals is going to go? I mean, I think the Warriors are going to end up winning the series. I think it's going to be a tough series, but... I mean, I just I have this feeling that it's probably going to go Warriors five and or five or six. Um, I I think Toronto, um, you know they they're a tough team. They battled all the way through the playoffs. They're going to give the Warriors some fits. But when it's all said and done, I think the Warriors win. I think Steph Curry ends up winning MVP. Um, and I think you have to give it to Steph Curry if they win. So because of the the media and they're pushing him and. You know, it's 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 all Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Now, if he chokes, that's a whole different story. But I I get I give it to Warriors. Do you think the Warriors are playing their best basketball, and that's why they're going to win? They're just they're playing better, or do you think that they're just overall just because they're champions and because they've developed this system that they're just they're just ready for whoever comes out? Of the I mean. East? You've pretty, you've talked about this in the last podcast of their defense and how that stimulates their offense and their transition game, and I think if they start out fast and use that transition game to hit threes here and there, you know, if they shoot better than thirty five, forty percent from three, I don't think the Raptors can overcome that. Um, even if Kawhi Leonard drops thirty points a game, it's it's going to be hard for the supporting cast of Toronto to overcome those types of points. Understood. Matty P, we very rarely disagree <laughs> on your Final Score podcast. We pretty much uh, we pretty much see eye to eye on most topics, but i got to respectfully disagree with you. I'm going to take Toronto in seven over the Golden State Warriors, maybe in six. And here's why. They have the best player in the series, in my opinion, right now. Steph Curry has been sensational, and we know he can go nuclear. We know he can drop eight threes in a game and completely bust a game wide open. But the pace that Kawhi Leonard 
can play at, which is the slow, half-court, milk-the-clock, get good mid-range looks. I think it limits Golden State's possessions, and I think it doesn't allow them to get in that groove that you just talked about. I think the way that Toronto plays, they play physical. They're the second-highest-rated defense in the playoffs, so they, they can play defense as well. Um, they have the best three-point percentage defense I, I saw today. Exactly. Well. So they they can, I think they match up well enough with Golden State to come away with this win. And I and I've been on I've been on the the discussion about the Warriors where I personally believe that if they don't acquire Kevin Durant after the 2016 Finals when they lost to Cleveland, I don't think they're the same team. I think Kevin Durant helped them win those last two Finals. Like he kind of bailed them out. You know what I'm saying? He was such a great player that they didn't have to be sensational because, I mean, it's, it's, you added a 73 win team, you add the best player, you know, one of the best offensive players, and that's just unfair. I think they're going to miss Kevin Durant in the finals. They're not going to miss him against Houston, who psychologically can't get over him anyways. They're not going to miss him against Portland, who can't beat anyone in the playoffs. I don't know how they were in the Western Conference Finals to begin with. The fact that they escaped Denver is beyond me. But That's because they shot the lights out. Right. But then it then they reverse effect right. when they played the Warriors. Exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons that Cleveland, even though that Cleveland the two years they had Kevin Durant could not get through him, Cleveland presented matchup problems because they didn't try and be the Warriors. They just tried to be themselves. And Toronto is built similarly where they have guys that get after on defense, they're tough, they're physical, and Kawhi Leonard, I think, is a matchup problem for anyone on Golden State. I think Klay Thompson can do some hampering, right. but Kawhi Leonard is sensational. The Warriors are going to have some problems with Marcus Gasol down there. And, and I agree. Like there's and, and Siakam, I think, you know, those guys can make their own shot. They, Kawhi Leonard doesn't have to do everything. They they've proven that in the playoffs. Um, I I think that's where the Warriors get exposed if they do get exposed is down there because Drebko, you know, Looney, Looney, the, those guys can't guard, can't guard. Uh, Not, they can't they can't guard guard him for an entire series. Right. Um, I mean Draymond Green's gonna have a great like he he always plays well in the finals, but you know who is Draymond Green gonna guard and who who is. Iguodala going to guard, you know, it, it, they say that Iguodala is going to guard Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard wins that battle. Clay, Clay Thompson's supposed to guard Kyle Lowry. I mean, Clay wins that battle, but is that really a battle? Yeah. Yes. That was the report saying that Clay would take Lowry to kind of take him out of the game and force a lot of pressure with Iguodala and, and Kawhi. I don't think Iguodala is slowing down Kawhi Leonard. He's, mm. he's older than he's ever been. And I know that like, there's the whole, you know, he held LeBron to 36. He won a finals MVP. Whatever, I Kawhi is a different animal than LeBron was a couple of years ago. Right. And also, I think Iguodala just had a great finals. Like right. that's just not like he didn't show anything during the whole year to say that he was going to be the MVP that year. Right. He had a great a great couple games. They <laughs> just, insert him into the starting just like lineup. Like Tristan Thompson, you know, and, and got paid. So um, my thing is what what I think's interesting about Toronto is I want to know who they put on Steph. I would imagine it's going to be Danny Green. And Danny Green, a guy from a Popovich system, a guy like Kawhi Leonard who plays disciplined basketball, I think, I mean, even if Danny Green doesn't get, because 
he's been known to get nuclear as well in the playoffs where he hits a bunch of shots right. in a row. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets under Steph's skin just as much as Iggy or Clay gets under uh, Kawhi's skin. Right. I, I think he can create if – you, if you tell Danny Green, hey, the whole game, all you're doing is running around guarding Steph Curry, he'll do it. And I think he, he won't stop Steph, obviously, but I think he'll give him some problems. And in and, and the finals where Steph gets pushed around and you muck it up and you and he hits the ground, he's right. not the same player. He's not the same player when he's allowed to run free and, and hit threes. Right. When you put him on the ground a couple of times, you block his shot a couple of times, get in his head, he does start yeah, to unravel. He's just like games. a fire. If you, st- if you start it quick, he's going to make a blaze. But if you stop it quick, yeah. I mean, he, he can... He he's shown that he has games where he can fall apart or not fall apart, but not not show out. Right. And he'll end up having 12, 15 points. But I I think he's gonna have a bigger series just based on the, the hype right. and how he's been and, playing. And how he's been playing. Kevin Durant's gone. I mean, it, the the media is trying to force this that Steph Curry has to play well in you know obviously for them to win. So I I think for them to have a chance. Or for them to win the third in a row, you know, four, four of the last five, Steph Curry, you know, Clay Thompson both have to average about twenty-five apiece because it's not going to be an easy series. Absolutely not. Um, I think this game tonight is critical. If Toronto does not win this game, it'll be incredibly hard for them. But if they come out and they smack Golden State in the mouth and say, "Hey, we're here. Good luck taking Game Two." That's when we have ourselves a series. Yeah. Because then you're going to see for the first time in a while Golden State having to backtrack and look at themselves in the mirror and say, all right. Can we do this? Can we do a Toronto in the last right. series? Can, can we Can we do this without Kevin Durant? Yeah. We couldn't do it without Kevin Durant three years ago. Can we do it without him now? And everyone's saying, oh, they're better without KD. They're not better without no. KD. They've played against worser teams without KD and have blown them out of the water. Right. Now play a, 50, a Finals MVP in Kawhi Leonard, a fifty-eight game win or fifty-eight win team. You know, right? A team that has proven that they can get it done and in tough be- series. And they beat the best team in the regular season already. That's Milwaukee. Right. And 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 this is another thing. And then we we talked about Philadelphia and Toronto. Sounds like and, I want to go for Toronto, but right, I I, I secretly do, but like. Right, you're I, cheering for him, but you just... I, I feel like... You've seen too much. I, I've watched the finals way too many times. I've seen the Red Wedding too many times. I've seen Daenerys you know, yeah. go crazy. I, I, it's enough. I, I, know Golden, I know how it ends. Yeah. Golden State sets fire to King's Landing and it's over. You know, it's... Um, but one of the... You know, we talked about Philadelphia. I wasn't on the Philadelphia bandwagon, but if you look at Philadelphia and how many different scoring threats they have, I think they're that great of a team. But they have a lot of weapons on that team. Toronto went through them. And I think Philadelphia, in an odd way, can kind of prepare them for Golden State because they couldn't just key on one dude. You know what I'm saying? They, they had to kind of play team basketball. They had to trust each other on their switches and, and guarding you know multiple guys that are threats. And I think that could, I, mean, I don't know. I think they're prepared. I, I think mm-hmm. Toronto is going to, I think they're going to pull it out. They're going to bring Canada their first NBA championship, yeah. and I think Kawhi deserves it. All right. So you said Toronto in seven? Toronto in seven. I'll say Warriors in six. All right, we'll shake on my, it. My final, final decision there. All right. Uh, well, we're going to go ahead and get off of the podcast and get to the TV and, and, and check out the NBA Finals Game 1 on ABC at 9 see, o'clock. See if we're correct, which, one, which side you're going to take. See how we feel. I think Raptors take Game 1. Do you think they take Game 1 or do you think they lose? I think Warriors win. Warriors win Game 1. Okay. Um, well, make sure you guys watch the game. Uh, 
we're going to be back on Monday to talk about, or probably Tuesday, um, to talk about Game 1 and Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Going to catch you guys up on how we thought the first two games went and how we think the series might change when they go back to the Oracle at Golden State. So be sure to tune in for that on Tuesday. Um, thank you guys so much for joining the show. Again, if you guys have any Finals predictions of your own, if you guys think I'm absolutely crazy for picking Toronto, please leave it in the comments. I want to hear all about it. Um, thanks, guys, for joining us. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Tune in for Game 1 tonight. Peace. Peace.